Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to our part two of Horrifying Photography Stories. I am Charlie, um, and this obviously would not be Oh Shoot with Cassidy Lynn without Cass. So here she is. Hi. Hi. Good job, Charlie. <laughs> Great to be with you. He asked if he could do the intro, and I was like, sure, why not? So that was a good intro. I liked it. Um, we have Horror Stories Part 2 coming at you. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Every time I listen to these and read them, I feel like I'm laughing just out of pure secondhand embarrassment. So that is kind of just the gist of today is secondhand embarrassment. I'm going to try not to laugh too hard because some of these aren't like laughing moments. It's just like I'm laughing because it's just so horrible and I can't believe it's actually real. Yeah. These are the types of things where if you were in person and you laughed out loud to this, oh yeah, people might turn their heads and look at you. Yeah. So yes. So I'm laughing now because it's embarrassing in the past, but in the present, I would not be laughing. I would probably be crying. So um, we are, I don't know. We're just chilling. I was going to say like we should do life updates, but we are kind of batching a bunch of episodes, so we don't have any life updates. Well, life update, we're trying to sell a car, so if you need a car, oh, yeah. buy it from us. We are. Yes, if you want to buy our car from us, you can. It's a white Toyota Prius, and I love her, but it's time for her to go. Yep. She's been well taken care of. She's cleaned out, been freshly detailed, so if you are looking for a vehicle, hit us up. Yes. And if you guys didn't know, Charlie is my husband. He's also my second shooter. And as of this episode, he is also a fun person to have on the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. Man of many hats. <laughs> Man of many hats. And he actually has a lot of hats, too. Like, I, I just think that's funny. prefer to wear some hats every now and then. Yeah. Every now and then. It's like every single day. Yeah. Except right. like today, <laughs> for some reason, he's not wearing well, a hat. Well, it's... I actually just got a fresh haircut because Cassidy cuts my hair too. So, you know, save yeah. that money. Save that money. Yep. I'm a multi-talented woman. What can I say? So I figured I would show <laughs> off the fruits of her labor and do my hair. So here we Which are. Which none of you can see because this is a podcast. Yep. And we're not on YouTube right and now. And we're rambling. Anyway, thank you. Thank you for saying that. We're going to go on to our stories. I'm going to have Charlie start with the first story. So go ahead. So to not waste any time, here is a photography horror story from Morgan Alice. Just so you know, when I read these things, any of the words that are in here are the way that they are typed. So if I have yes. a hard time reading it, or if there's some <laughs> weird words that sound odd coming from a guy, that's why. So here we are, Morgan Alice. Girl. First off, this was my first ever family shoot. This woman comes up with her five kids and this older man. And I was like, okay, let's do this thing. Literally five minutes into shooting, I say, okay, let's get a picture with all the kids and grandpa. The woman and her husband immediately look at me and say, it's dad. Needless to say, I was quiet and nervous the whole rest of the session and I still get photography PTSD from shooting families. <laughs> I, okay, this is so funny. I actually, in my questionnaire that I send my couples, I ask them if they have like specific family insta instances or circumstances that I need to know about. 
so I can avoid a situation like this. Um, even still, though, if they had a questionnaire, they're probably not going to say like, oh, my husband or, you know, he's older. Like, that's just not something that they probably even think about. So, yeah, I guess the questionnaire wouldn't even solve this. It's just like you have to really use your context clues to figure out that that's the husband and not the grandpa. Not grandpa. Definitely not grandpa. That actually happened to my dad one time. Obviously, he's not a photographer, but um, we know this couple that, like, she's, like, I think maybe 30 and he's, like, 60. And my dad actually said, like, like, oh, where's your husband? Like, are you with your dad all day? And then it was like, oh, uh, this is actually, actually my, this husband. Is my husband. Yeah. So you just, Ooh. you really never know. And I mean, they probably had that honest mistake happen before. And it's not like the photographer meant anything bad by it. But that's just, it is a little mortifying. Well, they probably get it often based on what she said their response was. Because the woman and her husband immediately looked at her and said that. It's dad. Yeah. (laughs) They might have been a little offended, but. Yep. All right. This next one is anonymous, and I think there's a good reason why it is. Um, (laughs) And I'm actually choosing to read this one so Charlie doesn't have to. (laughs) Okay. So this lady reached out for a family session of her and her sons. So cute, I thought. So we planned to meet up at a public park, like super public. There were families and children playing everywhere. I see her get out of her car and I died. She was wearing a black see-through lingerie dress type or lingerie type dress. I'm not kidding. (laughs) I could see her nips. (laughs) Horrible. And her sons were teenage boys. She asked, she was asking for these weird poses where they were laying down together, looking up at the camera, and I felt so uncomfortable. At the end, she asked for a couple individual photos for her boyfriend, and she started posing like it was a boudoir shoot. And remember, children and families were going on walks near us. I was so glad I was wearing a face mask so she couldn't see how red my face was. So now I talk about outfits with my clients before they show up. Yeah, yeah I, you- <laughs> if I was second shooting on something like that, I would probably leave. Yeah, it's, I mean, if you were second shooting, yeah, but as the main shooter, it's like, that is just like such an awkward scenario. I mean, I I feel like, obviously, like, there's like nothing wrong with boudoir shoots, but like a boudoir family shoot, that's a little weird. I don't know. It's just my personal preference, but. Yeah, it's very, (laughs) it's just awkward, like straight up as you're shooting. It's just like awkward. And now I, I understand why they talk to their clients about outfits because I mean, it's sometimes you just don't know. And yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. You just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that's not really our like set of pace when it comes to photography, but even if it is your style of photography you normally would know what type of setting to be doing that in right. and to be doing that at a public park. Yeah. That's, that's pretty questionable. Like if, if the client had told them like, Oh, like I'm going to be wearing something like this. Um, I'm, I'm sure the photographer would have chosen a place more private, but the public park. Yeah. That is just a little, yeah. it's a little yeah. funny. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to move on from oh, that one. Goodness. 
Uh, all right, Tyler, you're on to the next one. This one is also anonymous. Yep. So here we are. I was doing a stranger session and the couple was blindfolded. Well, I got pictures of them walking with someone helping and holding hands. Then right before they took off their blindfolds, bam, my camera straight malfunctioned for a good five, 10 minutes. And the couple was still blindfolded, holding hands. I was traumatized. My camera has never failed me. It has never malfunctioned. And the one time I have, I have um, to take photos of complete strangers blindfolded, holding hands, it decides to malfunction. I just wanted to crawl in a corner and die. I, I cannot believe. I've never done a blindfolded um, stranger session. But that is almost as intense as like a proposal where it's like, you know, you have the moment once and that's it. Um, so that is crazy. I also don't know how it turned out because they never told us if their camera ended up working and if they ended up getting photos and like the couple was just holding hands for five to 10 minutes or if the couple was holding hands the camera malfunction, and then they never were able to get photos. Legend has it, they're still wearing their blindfolds today. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know you're a comedian too now. Yep. You are? Nope. <laughs> All right. That, um, that's crazy. Like I said, I've never done a stranger session, um, but it seems like one of the worst times that your camera can malfunction. Is right before the climax of the session. Yeah. I mean, it really is pretty sad that like you had people blindfolded and then you just had them waiting for 10, 15 minutes. But can trying you to imagine, <laughs> imagine the tension? Like they probably like the longer you wait. Yes. The longer. What, what are those people thinking? What do you think those the strangers are thinking? thinking? I wonder. I don't know. I wonder if the photographer told them like what was happening or if they just like kept them in the dark, like literally and physically. Because if you're a person that has a pretty good like internal clock, like you kind of know how yeah. long something is taking, you're standing there for like 10, 15 minutes. You are going to realize like it has been a long time yeah. that I'm standing here not moving now because they're done with their walk. Unless you just keep leading them on this random <laughs> walk. But yeah. I don't know. That's like, I don't know what I would have done in that situation. I kind of think that the, like, people who are blindfolded just kind of got, like, bored, you know? Or either that or it became, like, a scene from, like, The Bachelorette or The Bachelor where it was just, like, so dramatic. Like, one or the other. Thing is, there's no background music in real life. That's true. Unless this person was carrying a portable speaker with them, but. Okay, so we're going to move on to the next anonymous horror story i had a family session and i was rushing out of the door that i was rushing out of the door for and the only bra that i had clean was one that the underwire kept poking me i'm just gonna pause here and say that is so relatable like that's just so relatable all right jumping back i grabbed a cup insert from a swimsuit i stuffed it where the wire wouldn't poke me anymore and i left I was walking through a field at the session and the dad goes, hey, you dropped something. I turn around and see him holding the bra insert. I was mortified. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) 
Oh, no. It seems like such a good idea in the moment. Like, oh, like, I'm just going to grab this cup and I'm going to put it where it's poking me. Like, that seems like a great idea. But the fact that it fell out, that's not something that you probably thought about. Uh, yeah. And first off, like, I guess, I don't know, I'm a guy. How does that fall out? Like, well, it's a, it's an insert. So it's like, they didn't, they didn't put it like in anything. They just put it like, no, right I get up that. Like it's skin. a free floating pad. Yeah. I get that. But the thing is, is gravity goes down. It, are you just not wearing like a shirt that has a bottom on it or something? Yeah, Do you think probably it slipped not. out the bottom or yeah. what? That actually, that seems like the most plausible reason. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I know that swim pads, like they're not, especially if they're, it's not actually in the insert, if it's just free floating and you just have it like in your bra, it's a very good chance it's going to slip out, especially if you're shooting and you're moving around a lot. Charlie, let me ask you, what would you do if you found someone's padded insert on the ground? I would leave it there. You would? I would not tell them. Seriously? No. Really? I I mean, what do you, I mean, I maybe I would tell them, but I definitely am you not picking pick it, it up. up. <laughs> yeah, why did they pick it up? That's yeah, funny. Uh, maybe they just know. like didn't think anything of it. Like they're just chill. It's like, yeah, oh, whatever. Mean, obviously, like if you're, if you're to that point in life, you realize like life happens, you know, and it's just like, whatever. You, hey, you drop something. But I personally am not going to be the one to pick it up and hand it back to that girl. Okay. Maybe so if I it see. was like you. Yeah, I was gonna say if I ever dropped my padded insert. Yes, I would pick up your padded uh, insert, but thanks. I'm not <laughs> picking up a random person or a person I just met for the first time's bra insert. Like okay. I feel like that's a very close violation of <laughs> your own personal You're just space. Just gonna leave it. Oh my gosh, I would be so embarrassed if that were me. It's just like I don't know. I I just feel like you don't anticipate it slipping out, and then it does, and it's like, yeah, it just sucks. Well, anonymous photographer sounds like you need some better support in your life. <laughs> yeah, get rid of that. Get rid of that bra, man. Get yourself a new bra. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. The next one. We're <laughs> jumping to the next one. I was just we like are. still thinking about walking in the field and Charlie. potentially having to pick up a bra. Insert. <laughs> He's still contemplating what he would do. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough spot to be in. Um, so here we are. Here is the next one. This uh, I think the next couple are anonymous. So if they're anonymous, we'll just kind of say it quick and not make a big deal of it. So here is the next photography horror story. So I was photographing a football game for a school event when high school. Um, for a school event when maybe I when was I on was the high on the high school yearbook, yearbook oh, and okay. I was on the field at the end zone and the player was running towards me, but I had my zoom lens. So I didn't realize how close he was to me. Well, he didn't stop and he ran me over. I fell backwards and I got a concussion. The camera was fine, but I missed school for three months. Um, ow. Wow, you got leveled. And that is so unfortunate. I can, I can almost picture the lens that they were using because I, I've shot sports games before. And I would use a 70 to 200. I was say a big old 70 yeah. to 200. And when you're zoomed all the way at 200, you have no idea how close someone is to you. Like, seriously, they could be running straight towards you, but you just, like, you have no idea because it's a zoom lens. Um, when yeah. you're in that viewfinder and you are zoomed all the way in and you got your off eye closed, it is so disorienting because you are just wherever your image is. Yeah. You lose, like, your complete 
awareness, your like surrounding your, awareness. Yeah, your peripherals and stuff. But also like you just kind of like if you're shooting, you're in the zone. Like it's just a whole different world when you're looking through your lens and trying to get pictures that you kind of forget that, oh my gosh, I could actually be in danger right now. Um, I've almost been run over by people before. Thankfully, I never have been. Um, but yeah, that is scary. Well, because that's how Cassidy got kind of, she cut her teeth like doing uh, school like events, like live events for a college out in New York when, oh, when yeah. she was doing that. So there was a lot of sporting events that Cassidy would go take yes. pictures of back in the day. Lots, lots of soccer games and basketball games. When you said cut her teeth, I was so confused. I don't <laughs> no, think I've yeah, ever heard that saying, phrase before. Yeah, you cut your teeth on something. That's, That's how like, you like get oriented okay. or you work into figuring out whatever you're trying to do. Okay. So that season of first figuring something out, people say cut, cut your teeth. Cut, cut my teeth. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to start using that. Yeah, there you go. I'm just kidding. I'm don't actually not. cut your teeth because that's really bad. Yeah. I th- well, when you said that, I thought that you were going to start lying and like telling a fake story about how I broke my teeth shooting or something. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> so I was very confused. I was like, Charlie, you're lying. I think it actually has to do with like infants and a kid that's teething oh. and like learning to cut yeah. their teeth on food. No, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. And growing into it, you know. Okay. So. Cool. There you are. So this next one. On my first paid photo shoot, I was shooting in the backyard of my client's house and she had a mini orchard. How do you say that word? Orchard. Orchard. Oh my, oh my gosh. I, I definitely said that like word orchid. before. Yeah, I wanted to say orchid, but for some reason I couldn't get orchard. it out of my head. Orchard. A mini orchard back there. And it was in the fall and the colors were popping. So, of course, I had them posing in that area. Well, I'm getting all. All of the angles and the results are amazing. And then I feel a sharp sting in my left knee. And that's when I realized that the apples on the ground are covered in bees. And I was being stung by a couple of bees. Being the trooper that I am, I continued to, I continued the shoe as best as I could. But eventually I had to stop to get lavender oil to rub on my stings because it hurt so bad. Needless to say, I will never forget my first ever paid shoe. The end. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I have, well, I think Cassidy does too, but I have been traumatized in the past by some events with wasps, bees, different things. And recently I've been getting stung all over the place because I've been doing like landscape stuff, like as a summer job. And man, I feel for you because I hate the feeling of getting stung and it happens to me often. And I would never wish that on anybody, especially when it's your first time on a paid shoot because you know your emotions are up and you're trying to do a good job. So props to you for fighting through and doing a good job to try and finish. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would have done the same. I think I would have just been like, oh, my gosh, I got stung. I also have this thing where I think I might be allergic to bees. I'm not like a thousand percent sure. And I haven't been stung since I was like literally nine years old. But. I'm terrified of being stung by a bee because I just, I don't know what's going to happen when I get stung. So the fact that this happened during a photo shoot is kind of hitting me, it's hitting me right, right in the heart because it could definitely happen to could anyone. Happen to any, any of us. Maybe. Yeah. Gotta be on your toes. Yeah. Gotta be on your toes. Bee. Yeah. Um, sometimes though, I feel like when you get stung, you kind of just like, it's just like, oh, I got stung and then that's it. Like you don't make it into a big deal. 
Well, I try I try my best not to be a crybaby about it, but underneath I'm way more annoyed and definitely like <laughs> in more pain than what I probably give off. Yeah. But, you know. Okay. Good for you. All right. You can go ahead and read the next one, Charlie. Yeah, so this next one um from Kenzie. Here is Kenzie's story. So I went on a senior portrait shoot and realized my SD card was full and I didn't have any others on me. I made small talk with the senior while I secretly deleted pictures from the SD card and repeatedly did this throughout the shoot. Incredibly embarrassing and I always leave with 10 SD cards now. (laughs) I put this one in here because I was like, wait, that's actually like so smart of them to just like delete some photos while talking to the client hey man you're doubling up on your job you're basically culling your photos from your previous shoot as yeah. you're getting your next shot done oh so maybe gosh. you're really thinking ahead and invented something it's new. true yeah i wonder if they like if they filled up the card from the shoot or if they had photos on the card from a previous shoot and that was why it filled up so quickly does it say? Well, uh, that's all I'm trying to read. I don't think it says. So, yeah. So I went on a senior portrait shoot and realized my SD card was full. Okay. So maybe it was full from something else. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing like. this person was trying to like basically pick out the bad shots from the previous time that they filled up their card and then <laughs> were trying to make talk yeah. with them at the same time. So yeah, you have to be pretty skilled like to balance oh, that. Yeah. You have to. I mean, this goes to show that like you really have to bring at least a couple of cards with you you always have to be prepared with extra cards um because you never know what can happen and just always good to have extras and backups of everything when you go to shoot honestly yeah i mean you got to be as prepared as possible and having cards is definitely essential to the job of being a photographer at least two cards i would say yeah but 64s (laughs) yeah i mean for a senior shoe i probably would use a 32 yeah but yeah, I at least have two 32s in the SD card as like dual card slots and then maybe just an extra one just in case something happens to one of them. We're all about the backups and we, we love the just in case because we are always ready for the just in case. Yeah, well, I mean, we could take like 10,000 photos in one sh- shoot if we needed to. With the oh, amount of cards with bring. the amount of cards that I have. Yeah. I was like, Charlie, we would never do that. That's so many. No, but I'm saying we, like with the amount of cards that we bring, we definitely could. Oh, yeah. So this next one is also anonymous. My very first wedding ever, I was just a second shooter and was supposed to be, quote, shadowing and learning from a fellow local photographer. The morning of, she canceled but never notified the bride, only me. Thankfully, I had the whole day free and ended up shooting the whole wedding by myself. Talk about nerve-wracking, but thankfully all went well. But then after that day, she blocked me and tells everyone I was trying to steal her business. Ugh. What in the world? That is very strange. When I read this the first time, like when I put this in here, I thought that the main photographer told the second photographer they didn't have to show up but now i'm realizing the main photographer canceled no they like just they like, the main photographer didn't show up yeah and that's, that's insane. on them like i can't believe that they would say that and then 
try to go around and pin this other second shooter as the individual that's trying to be shady with stuff like yeah seriously the second shooter saved you because this was your your wedding that you booked and then you canceled and then this person was still able to get the wedding for you yeah i mean obviously we don't know the whole story of why the other photographer had to cancel right and different things so i'm not just trying to bury them but you got to be careful like you can't just jump on people like that that second shooter really did you a solid yeah i don't really know like i don't understand why people cancel and like don't give some sort of reason or explanation or like get like send a backup or anything like that like that is nuts and the fact that they didn't even tell the bride yeah well that's what i'm saying like i don't know if it was just an intimidation thing like how are they gonna take it i'm saying from the first photographer to the bride yeah like i don't know how they're gonna take it so i'm just not gonna tell them (laughs) right Uh, no you can't do that yeah like this is your job you can't just do that right so oh my gosh that is insane i feel so bad for this person but good for you for making it through the entire wedding doing a good job and just sticking to your job that you were given um it sucks that they said that they're trying to steal that you were trying to steal their business but you know the truth and honestly you probably have receipts to show that like that's not at all what is happening so good for you and i'm so sorry that happened to you i hope that you shoot many more weddings that are less eventful yeah you do your thing you're no longer the second shooter you own it as the original shooter yes and that is one way to get your own first wedding by yourself to get your first solo wedding yeah there you go you won't have the nerves next time you go to shoot a wedding by yourself it's probably the worst experience you could ever have. That's the uh, the training wheels off the bike without you <laughs> even knowing. It's true. All right. You want to jump into the last one? And then I have a bonus one at the end. Yeah. So here we are. This one is anonymous as well. I was planning a shoot for a couple and they asked me if they could bring their pet chicken to the shoot. <laughs> then they ended up being conspiracy theorists. And started talking about these weird weather conspiracies, and I thought I was going to die. (laughs) That's the end of the story. (laughs) I love how just blunt and honest this one is, and there's no details whatsoever. It's just like, they brought a chicken, and they were conspiracy theorists, I thought I was going to die. Like, that's just hilarious. (laughs) Hopefully it wasn't like some voodoo craziness. Yeah. This happened to one of our friends. Um, he, someone was like doing something with a chicken in his name or something. And it was like very crazy. And he was like not wanting them to like do this stuff to this chicken. It was so weird. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Chicken stories always get me. I'm just like, I don't understand. And yeah. Unless so, you're on a farm and you want shots of your family farm or something. Right. We don't need to be taking pictures of chickens. Yeah, don't bring your chicken. I know um, this other photographer I talked to has in her contract that you can't bring any exotic animals. Like you can only bring like domestic animals to your shoot. So I think she says just like dogs and cats. But like she doesn't let people bring any other animals. And this is probably a good time where you would want that in your contract. Well, I mean, unless you consider a chicken exotic. That's true. (laughs) It's not very exotic, but still, maybe, maybe you could just put like no, no animals. agricultural animals. Agricultural. Just roll up with my cow for my shit. I've taken photos of like horses before and stuff. Yeah, and, and those normal. go go really well. Yeah. All right. So this last story actually is 
um, not my own. It's from one of our friends, Jake, that we worked with a couple weekends ago. He was the videographer. Um, so when I posted this um, Google form to my story, he DM'd me and told me his story. So I'm just going to tell you guys. Um, basically, he was shooting a wedding with us like we were all up north and he was staying at a hotel up there. Um, so just Northern Michigan. So he's from Western Michigan and he was in Northern Michigan for the wedding. And he, on the way to getting ready, so on the way to the house, he realized that he didn't have enough gas and he was literally running on empty and he couldn't make it to the um, getting ready house. So he stopped at a gas station. But when he got to the gas station, he discovered that his bank had locked his cards because he was in northern Michigan and they thought that was fraud or something. So his charges that he was making before, they thought that it was someone else who like stole his card or something. So they locked his card and he obviously needed gas, but he had literally no way to get gas. So he was like running around the gas station asking people if he could Venmo them. And then once he Venmoed them, if they could pay for his gas for him to get to the getting ready location and someone ended up doing it for him so thankfully he was able to get to the location but that is honestly like worst case scenario like not only do you run out of gas but your cards are locked and you have no way to get more gas and you have to be at the house by 11 and it's 10 45 like so stressful yeah and it's it's tough because when you're running around and trying to ask people about venmo it's just like Venmo between close friends is a trusted thing, but Venmo between complete strangers it doesn't always feel like the safest oh, option. Yeah. So it's like, can I really trust this individual that's oh, yeah. asking me to Venmo them for gas? I honestly, like I was telling you, Charlie, I don't think I would Venmo someone if they came up to me at a gas station and asked me to do that. I honestly would be like, oh, that's a scam. They're trying to steal from me and I wouldn't Venmo them. Like, straight up. And I feel bad because I know, like, Jake obviously wasn't trying to steal from them. But it's like, you you just can't trust people sometimes. It just seems sketchy. Yeah. Which, it is a sketchy situation, but he didn't want mean it to be. Yeah. Jake, the boy from the mitten. That's his yes, Instagram that's handle. His you gotta Instagram. go check out his stuff. He yeah. does awesome things. And we yeah. had a great time doing the wedding that we were with him. We just had a blast the entire night. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really fun, for sure. Um, that is it for our stories for today. Thank you, everyone who wrote in a story. Um, these stories are crazy. And if you guys like this episode, um, make sure to leave us a review and go ahead and follow us or subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel led, go ahead and share some of your favorite episodes to your story or your social media. That would mean the world to us because the more that you guys are able to share it, the more listeners we get and the more often we can post episodes. So yeah, thank you guys so much. And Charlie, do you have any last and final words? No, I think honestly, the only thing is I would actually be interested if you are any of the people out there listening and some of these stories are your shoots. If you have pictures that are from some of these moments, send them over to Cassidy and let's uh, see them. I know I'm kind of putting her on the spot when I'm saying this, but (laughs) I would love to see some of these photos that are from these horror stories. So if your shoe actually came together and you have the photos to look back on, send them over. We want to see them. Yeah, totally. Cool. Well, I hope everyone has a great rest of your day and thank you so much for listening to Shoot. Expose my mind to clarity 
all my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, keep my sanity The wisdom rushing in So much clearer now Getting a little bit hard 